everybody, welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is an annoying little brother, a skeleton pirate, the VR headset wearing, annoying noise making, sloppy zombie who always loses his locket in the forest, dugout builder, local psychic, comic book author, nose ring gifter, park bench sleeper, basketball player, choo choo motherfuckers, here he comes, it's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing fantastic. With such awesome. an epic intro like that. God, makes me sound so awesome. Sleeping on park benches? Shit. My favorite part is that you only get it once every, like, 14 weeks, and then the week after, you're nothing. You're back to nothing. It's like Mega Man or something. Like, the next game, you got nothing. No Yeah, but you can't top that anyway, so who cares? That's true. And that's what brings us here today, since we're going to be looking at all of Season 4 again, even though we just got done with 13 weeks of it. Yep. If you couldn't get enough of Are You Afraid of the Dark Season 4, well, there's a little bit more, and then we're done. Yes. There's about an hour more, and then we're out of here. We'll pretend it never existed. Probably. <laughs> and un- until you do the art for uh, Season 4, because you got to get on. you got to get on that, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some ideas. Well, Brandon, today we have some questions to answer, as always. And then we gotta, you know, rank some stuff. Well, we don't have to. We're do- <laughs> we're doing it for fun. You can't make me. It's true. You could just disappear and never talk to me again, and I'd be like, I guess he's dead. It's a solo podcast. I would have no way of knowing. I'd actually probably be like, hey, Becca, what happened to Brandon? Is he dead? And she'd be like, yep. And I'd be like, oh, dang it. Yup. All right, Brandon. Well, first of all, we have some questions to answer. Do you want to get into these questions? I love questions. Okay, great. Well, the first one is from an idiot named Brandon, who says, when are you guys going to watch We're Back? Hmm. Huh. That's a good Good question, question, Brandon. Uh, Well, Brandon, I think that Cortland and I should watch it immediately and also every day. (laughs) Well, I like to take this question and I'm going to spin it on its head. I'm going to say that it's asking us when we are going to personally sit down and enjoy We're Back, A Dinosaur Story, on our own time. And the answer is whenever I find it on a streaming service. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Because you ain't going to pay for that shit. No, I would never. It has to be something that I already have. So unless it goes on to Disney Plus or Netflix, I will not watch it. I don't think anybody owns the rights to that movie, and nobody wants to own the rights to that movie. Well, they have to go through the John Goodman Animation Network, so oof, <laughs> that's a tough one. They've got to ask John for permission. Very greedy. <laughs> yeah, Yeardley Smith is his accountant, so that's a, that's a damn dynamic duo right there, and uh, nobody's ever going to get it. I don't know when the last time I saw that movie was. Hmm. I think mine was probably when I was in my less than 10 years old. I don't know what oh, those I've definitely years seen it more recently than that. I think maybe I was, like, 14. Wow. And I was just sitting down, like, brain drain. Wow, that is some wild stuff. This Professor Screw-Eyes guy. <laughs> He's got, He's screw got a screw-eyes, am I right? Uh, and your little brother's like, shut up. And I'm like, <laughs> I can picture the whole thing now. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that movie again and never talk about it with you. I'm going to watch it on my own and then not tell you I watched it, just to spite you. Wow. I think I'd know somehow. I would feel it. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. (laughs) I don't know any of the other songs in that movie, so the only one I can mention is... Is there any other songs? I don't think it's a musical. I I think they just have that one song. (laughs) I feel like there's probably at least another song where the kids are all like, oh, maybe I shouldn't run away from home and join the circus. No, they just turn into gorillas. I think. I don't know. I don't even remember that part. It's been some amount of years. I think we should move on. All right, if we have to. Next question comes from BroadwayLover23 on Instagram. Did Are You Afraid of the Dark make you like scary stuff? Brandon, I feel like you probably can't answer this question. No, I refuse. So I will answer it. And the answer is probably yes, along with the cover of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I know is probably oh, a cliche yeah. answer, but... It is, but you know what? It's, it's for a reason. Yeah, I remember thumbing through and looking at the illustrations for that book and just loving them. Another one for me, too, is, uh, I don't know if you can relate to this, but going to 
like the video store and just walking down the horror sections VHS tapes and looking at the yep. covers for all of them. Yep. I used to love that. Love it, love it. I remember two in particular. The first Hellraiser movie. Mm-hmm. And Dead Alive. Ooh. Yeah, um... Mine for me was definitely Silence of the Lambs, because I think it's like an eyeball with like a bee on it or something, and I was always like, oh, that's gross. It's like a moth, isn't it? Oh, yeah, maybe it's a moth. Oh, it's a girl's face with a moth in the mouth or something, right? Yeah, a dead girl. Ugh. Yeah, I was like, why does she got a moth in her mouth? That's so gross. It's a movie about eating moths. I can't remember what the other one was. Obviously, it didn't leave that much of an impact on me. No. But yeah, it was definitely... Those three things, I think. My brother also used to get Goosebumps books every month or something, and I always wanted to read those, and I did read a couple of them, but I think definitely the biggest ones were Are You Afraid of the Dark and Walking Through the Horror Section on VHS for VHS tapes. Yeah. I've seen a few horror movies, like, way too young. I shouldn't have been watching those movies, but... I liked them. Mm-hmm. I remember waking up, um, <clears throat> my, my parents' bedroom was like right next to mine when I was growing up and I would like crawl on the floor and watch the TV where I could see the TV, but my parents weren't able to see that I was watching the TV. Stealth. So, um, I remember getting glimpses of the thing one time and return of the living dead. So yeah, my childhood was awesome. The thing's fucked up. I actually just watched that movie for the first time, like a couple months ago. My favorite part is, spoilers, when Wilfred Brimley puts his fingers in a guy's mouth and that guy dies. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. Stay away from Brimley. <laughs> I was watching that movie at work, and Wilfred Brimley stuck his fingers in that guy's mouth and he died. And I was just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> is Wilfred Brimley still alive? That was great. Um, I don't know. Let me look. Yeah, he's still alive. How the hell is he still alive? How old is he? He is 85 years old. I mean, that's old, but I thought you were going to say, like, he's 130. (laughs) Some say he still has diabetes to this day. The legends are true. (laughs) Uh, So you want to move on to the next question? Yeah, we can move on. All right. We have a couple of them from James here. His first one is, who's your favorite storyteller so far? Which I think is probably pretty obvious. It's Betty Ann for both of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the next one, do you have a favorite episode so far? Mm. Mm. I think the episode I could watch over and over again would probably be Dark Music for me. Dark Music's a good one. I mean, my favorites are Dark Music, Midnight Madness. Yeah, I like Dark Music and Midnight Madness as well. And then probably Dream Girl for season three was probably Yeah, was my Dream favorite. Girl's great. But. Nothing beats Phone Police, though. Oh. <laughs> He also asks, what's your favorite guilty pleasure episode? One that you know isn't good, but you love to watch anyway. He says, this is probably the tale of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. What? That goth death scene is still maybe my favorite scene in the entire show. (laughs) That was really funny. (laughs) I mean, that might be my answer too now that I think about it. But it would just be that one scene. Yeah, I know. The rest of the episode was kind of boring. I think, I don't know, maybe, like, the Tale of the Tale of the Whispering Walls, maybe? I don't know. I like Tale of the Whispering Walls. I just forget about it. Yeah. There's it's a lot of guilty cool pleasure. It's, it. a, uh, it's a forgettable pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> a hit it and quit it episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how some people would describe it, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely not Hungry Hounds. That's definitely not my guilty pleasure episode. No, that's not an episode I love to hate. I just hate. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I can really answer it. I don't think there's any episodes that I think are are bad, but I love to watch. I mean, Hungry Hounds is just bad, and I don't want to watch it. And then everything else that that the show has shown us so far is something that I'd probably watch again anyway. Yeah. Hmm. The episodes that I would want to watch again are episodes that I just like. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Have fun editing that question. He asks, what's our least favorite episode other than Hungry Hounds and Locker 22, oh, man. which are bottom of the bearable? <laughs> which episode just didn't do it for you? Uh, phone Police, I would say. Yeah. 
we are in agreement on that one. It was boring, and also, I can't even say, like, you know, it was a great concept that just didn't land in the execution. Like, the concept's stupid, too. Phone police? What the hell? Alright, moving on. Nick from the Tennis Pod asks, Which episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark has the most potential for a modern-day feature-length cinematic remake? Hmm. Yeah. You know, I think maybe actually one from this season, The Tale of the Renegade Virus. I feel like the the concept of hacking and viruses and virtual reality are all more relevant now. Yeah, I could see that. And I don't know, I just think you could you could do something more like the the dreamy sort of glitchy video gamey kind of scenes were the best parts of that episode and i feel like with a bigger budget you could do some real wild shit that could be a fun one for sure i was thinking the tale of apartment 213 or 214 i don't know which one it is 14 but having old old lady madeline be a haunting ghost and be really spooky Plus, let's be honest, Brandon, I just want to see what's going on at the Battle of the Bands. That's true. If we see some an extended version of that story, we might get some exciting scenes. And maybe we'd also get to see Angela shopping for that dope-ass jacket she wears. Oh, man. And we could finally find out why that bus had to get repaired or something. For no reason. And... No bearing I want to know what happens with Stacy's mom and the dad. Oh, and the dad. What happens on that yeah. date? How did it go? Are they getting back together? Is Stacy going to be a complete family again? Yeah. So many unanswered questions. All it needs is a cinematic <laughs> reopening. No big deal. Just give us $200 million. Yeah. All the Patreon funds are going to work into making the remake of Apartment 213. We're going to talk to Stacy's mom, get her on board first, and go from there. Those are my answers. Okay. Kim asks, what has been your favorite thing about being quarantined? Well, that doesn't apply to you, Brandon, so I'm not going to... Nothing applies to me. Well, maybe your fucking country should go on quarantine. (laughs) My favorite thing about being in quarantine is that I get to spend time with my family. That I didn't have before that because I was working... On an opposite schedule of my family, and I didn't get to see them. And some days I'd work seven days a week, and I would not get to spend any time with them. And now I can. And it's wonderful. That does sound nice. Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, three years of my life were wasted working in a factory job where I couldn't see my family, and it was stupid. And now I do. And you know what we do? We don't do much. But you don't do much together. That's the important thing. It is, yes. You know, I could live my life. What's the point of life? Like, it's not to to work all day and work all night and not do anything fun or anything, right? It's to enjoy what you got. So I feel really bad that people are dying and stuff, but I love this quarantine. (laughs) She also has another uh, speed round questions that I'm just going to do for you, Brandon. All right. Because I can't really do it for myself because I'd I'd ask the question and then I'd answer and be stupid. All right, speed round. Batman or Superman? Superman. Oh, that's surprising. Okay. wasn't very Next. speedy of you. <laughs> Iron Man or Thor? Iron Man. Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh? Pokemon. Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Britney. I think she got this from the 90s. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Ice cream cone or snow cone? Snow cone. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Come on. I know. Apple or Android? Android. Cake or pie? Cake. Big party or small gathering? Small gathering. I know, right? Laundry or dishes? Laundry. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. Uh, Hamburger or taco? I can't argue with my brain. It picked laundry. (laughs) Hamburger or taco? Hamburger. What? What? You were always talking about tacos. (laughs) I had tacos three times this week. (laughs) (laughs) Glasses or contacts? Hmm. Glasses. Have you even ever worn contacts before? No, but I wouldn't because I can't stand the thought of putting something into my eye. Oh. Online shopping or shopping in a store? (laughs) Online. Pancake or waffle? Pancake. Plane or train? Train. Super Sammy. What? Super Sandwich. Super Sandwich. (laughs) Sandwich. Ocean or mountains? Mountains. Okay. That's all you get. Whew. 
All right, fast money. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what Cortland picked. <laughs> Most of mine and... were in sync with yours, actually. All right, we got a couple more questions here. From We got four from Brett. Are you ready? First, he asks, what kind of stories would you like to see in season five? For example, ghosts, zombies, cursed objects, etc. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like we were a little bit shortchanged on the mummy front. Yeah. I mean, we've had like 10 ghost stories, so having another mummy one wouldn't hurt. Uh, we talked before about a Bigfoot or Yeti episode. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, right there along with the Loch Ness Monster episode. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Okay. Maybe like an actual killer robots. Oh, that would be awesome. I didn't even that think That would that. be. Sometimes I just don't think about robots. I don't know why. I probably should. I think about robots more than is reasonable, I think. It's okay. You never know. They could swoop in any day now, really. On their drones I and hope such. so. They can only <laughs> yeah, improve <okay>. things. <laughs> I'm going to answer this question, because I know most of season five, but I'm going to say into season six and seven, because those are the episodes I don't know. I would like to see... A proper zombie, for sure. Yeah. Of course. I love zombies. Um, I want to see time travel again, but done better. What's done better for you? Oh, damn, I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, I just want it fleshed out and explored a little more, maybe. What if they went I back don't... to the 60s again? You know what? Actually, I don't think I want time travel anymore, because we've already had it in Locker 22 and Long Ago Locket and carved stone never mind i don't want time travel anymore brandon all right so proper zombies would be great i think i can say that probably don't need another clown story oh i wonder if there is another clown story probably i feel like if there was people would like talk about it though do they talk about crimson clown a lot um i see people mention it here and there all right um i would like um for every season even into six and seven to include at least one Zebo reference just to make everything in the world even and good. I swear, if they keep bringing up Zebo's big house and don't show it, I'm going to be <laughs> so pissed. Just even in the background, if I see some sprites moving around, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Zebo's big house, baby. <laughs> um, oh, I think we could get an alien episode. We haven't had an alien episode yet. Well, okay, I mean, except for the alien episode. Other than the couple of alien episodes, but you mean like alien invasion? <laughs> yeah. Not just like aliens come down to specifically steal one kid, which seems to be their MO so far. Right, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. All right. All right, next up. If you were to lead your own Midnight Society, how would you conduct meetings and who would you invite to be part of your member roster? Oh my god, I would be such a stickler for the rules. Like, don't even dare show up at 12.01. Like, if, if you're not there at 12, just don't come. You're out. <laughs> yeah, right. And also, no telling other people's stories, no using other people's characters. Like, <laughs> come on. This isn't amateur hour. Get your shit together. No balloons by the fire. Like, seriously. Make sure you bring props. Props are a must, yes. I don't think I'd ever want to be in charge of a Midnight Society. That's way too much work. I don't got time for that kind of shit. I'd invite you, but uh -huh. I feel like you'd be late to every meeting. Wow. I'd be like, okay. Ugh, his flight is not here yet. <laughs> We've just got to start this thing. If you had the opportunity to meet either DJ McHale or Ross Hall, what would you ask them? Well, we already asked DJ McHale a couple of questions, and so far I haven't really thought of any more to ask him. No. I know everything about this show. <laughs> if we ever got to talk with Ross Hall, I think I'd ask him what was up with the Sam and Gary love story that started in season three and went nowhere in season four. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, Ross Hall. <laughs> what did the directors tell you to do with that? I wonder what it was like filming those Midnight Society scenes. How many did they do in a day? Like, did the kids get along? Yeah. What was yeah. it like, you know, when the cameras weren't rolling? That kind of thing. Be interesting. I would ask Ross Hall why he didn't go on to do Arthur or Magic School Bus or Lolo's Hobo. 
because you go from those shows, you graduate to Are You Afraid of the Dark? So he was already on Are You Afraid of the Dark? There's nowhere to go from there. (laughs) Second to last question. Are you ready? Yep. Becca wants to know, are you going to do a Goosebumps TV podcast next, or what are your future plans? I don't know. (laughs) Good question, Becca. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I want to do Goosebumps next. No? No, I kind of... Too similar? want to do... Yeah, it's... Well, I don't think I want to do a TV show again, um, at least right now. I don't want to do something where I have to watch it and then pause it and take my notes little by little like that. I think I'd rather do something more research-based or something like that. Definitely something that is still free for us to do. <laughs> <laughs> that is the important thing. Which I don't think is really, like, that much to ask, right? I don't know. I've had a lot of ideas for what to do next, but nothing super specific. Well, no offense to, like, our fans and everything, but the next podcast we do, I'd like to have a more, like, a broader audience for it. Um, I want to go even more specialized (laughs) so that there's just one person out there who's like, oh, yeah, this is for me. Okay, we're not going to do the We're Back a Dinosaur Story podcast. Damn it! That's not happening. (laughs) All right. Well, I don't care what we do then. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to do something that has a bit wider reach that people would be more interested in listening to. I just want to do something different. Yeah. But, you know what? We've still got a lot of episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark to watch, and I'm having a really good time watching them. Oh, yeah, So, I'll just focus on... Focus on what we're doing for now. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are concerned that we are going to just be done and then we're not going to do anything again, this is our time. This is me and Brandon's time to hang out. Once a week, we talk to each other and we record a podcast. And we don't get to see each other ever because, <laughs> no offense, Brandon, but I'm not going to get on a plane to go see you in Australia. I don't got the money for that. So this is this is us hanging out. And um, I really like it. And I think that I would like to continue doing it. Until something happens and we can't do it anymore, which I don't know. I mean, the robots, the cap on episodes for this show is arbitrary because we're going to continue doing a podcast after we're done with this. We'll worry about it later. Yeah. Whatever forms that takes. Nobody knows. Yeah. All right. Our last question is from Doc, a.k.a. Dr. Troy Stofferson on Twitter. And he asks... Which episode would have made a better Sardo and Vink two-parter than Cutter's Treasure? Oh, man. Hmm. How many episodes would benefit from being a two-parter in the first place? Not a whole lot. No, I think a lot of them are just long enough. Um, I think that maybe Super Specs could have been a nice two-parter if they would have extended it and explained things a little more... Maybe if we got a taste of the other dimension a little more, something like that. Final Wish probably could have had some more something. Mm-hmm. Some more adventures in Dreamland. Yeah. And more Bobcat. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of episodes where like having it be extended wouldn't take away from the overall experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, Midnight Madness is perfect the way it is, in my opinion. And, I mean, Watcher's Woods, that would be fun to have, like, more backstory on the girls that go missing, the Trailblazers, but it's not necessary. And then we might accidentally get more Watcher, and that's never a good thing. I'm going to keep going with Super Specs. I'm just going to say Super Specs. I think that could be the most beneficial to have both Sardo and Vink in the episode and be extended while being interesting still. What would Vink do in Super Specs? Sardo was already there sacrificing kids. Hmm true i feel like well they could have just changed the the evil girl to be vink instead of sardo i guess i mean no offense to like either actor but they're kind of opposites already i mean sardo's like skinnier and he's you know silly he's got like that bald spot and then you got vink who's just a hairy monster (laughs) yeah they'd make a lovely couple though they really would, wouldn't they? At the end of Cutter's Treasures, when they were like, let's go on an adventure. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they could do it. That'd be great. Well, Brandon, every season we do a giveaway for 
the season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We've done three of them so far, so let's do another, shall we? Yes. All right. The winner of Are You Afraid of the Dark Season 4 on DVD is Hank King Tattoo on Instagram. Woohoo! Congratulations! Grats! Enjoy! Giving away stuff is so much fun. Now let's talk about how that season you just gave away is trash. All right. And no one should ever watch it. <laughs> let's rank some stuff. Um, you know, of course, we're going to rank the episodes and the cast members and stuff, but we'll do that a little later. We'll get into the boring stuff first. All right, Brandon, who was your favorite main character for this season? Favorite main. Those are going to be Rush from Carter's Treasure or... Sean and Dean from Water Demons, Jared and Ann from Silent Servant, your favorite. Is yours going to be Jesse from The Room for Rent? Hmm, who knows? Maybe. <clears throat> um, I think it comes down to two characters, probably, that stood out to me. Okay. The first would be Cody from The Tale of the Unfinished Painting. Yeah. She's just, you know, she's got that that magic. She's Jewel State, which definitely helps her. <laughs> it's the state effect. Yeah, I like Cody, too. She's very likable. There's nothing about her that's, like, annoying. She's acted well, of course, and I don't know. She just seems like a, a cool kid. I mean, it's unfortunate that nobody wants to, like, talk to her or anything except for some girl with a stupid hat and her brother, but that's okay. But what would they even talk to her about? She draws and she sleeps on park benches. Those are the only things she's interested in. Who's the other character? The other character would be Hooper. Hooper Piccolero. Oh, I love Hooper Piccolero. Didn't she sit across from Ethan and Mr. Wrightson's science class? I think so. I think that's her, yeah. She's a bit of a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I like her. I like her a lot. There's a couple others that I'm going to add if you don't mind. Uh, Sure, you can. I think another notable hero from this season was Stacy. From the tale of the Closet Keepers. I liked her. She's good. She was smart and resourceful. She had a, yeah, she had a good head on her shoulders. It was, you know, she's deaf, but that doesn't really take away from the character. I think it enhances her. It makes her stronger. (laughs) And another one that I really liked was Lori from the tale of the Quiet Librarian. Also a smart character. Yeah. And both characters have to deal with dumbasses the whole episode. Yes, I think that might be why I like them better. (laughs) Just the exasperated, like, ugh, fucking, come on, we got these ghosts (laughs) to deal with or whatever. Yeah. That was pretty much it for me, though. I don't think there's any other characters that really stood out for me. No, it's kind of a weak season for heroes, I'm gonna say. I liked Dean from The Tale of the Water Demons, but I did not like Sean. I didn't like, I actively didn't like Sean, and Dean, I just thought, whatever. (laughs) Jared, all he wanted was the dugout. (laughs) Jared fucking sucked. Jesse was the most boring. (laughs) I think, alright, that's enough of this. The the winner is Hooper, Hooper Piccolero, who sits across from Ethan in Mr. Wrights in Science class. Yeah. Hooper. She's the best. I'm going to go ahead and just say it right now, too. The worst is Jesse from The Tale of the Run yep, definitely. <laughs> it's the worst. God. Like, man. That actress. She's, yeah, not a good actress. The character herself, just Just boring. bland. Boring. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. All right. So who is your favorite supporting character? I have one off the top of my head already. Do you? Yes. Because my answer is none. I literally couldn't think of a side character that was elevated in my mind. Oh, I So have I'm one. very interested to hear what you have to say here. Well, actually, you know what? I kind of have two. So my wow. first one that I thought of immediately is Alex from The Tale of the Room for Rent. She is Jesse's friend, and she's there with her the whole time, but... She- She's a much better actress than Jesse. She was more entertaining than Jesse. She should have been a yeah. character. I mean, she's kind of the Hooper Piccolero of the room for rent. A bit, yeah. So if Hooper's a main character, I'd say Alex is a main character. All right, fine. Then my second one is Jake from The Tale of the Fire Ghost. Okay. He arguably yeah. adds nothing to this episode. 
In fact, he might actually be a detriment <laughs> to these children. <laughs> he endangers their lives. <laughs> but there's something about him that I enjoy. Um, He seems like someone who can get shit done. He just doesn't. Exactly. The scene where... <laughs> Where, like, the, the firefighter suit, like, comes alive and walks towards the kids and they think it's evil. Like, yes. that's cool. That that yeah. scene is cool. It is cool. The part where he's evil is the best part. <laughs> he uses that axe and he chops that hose and he costs the firefighters a bunch of money. <laughs> when the kids probably well, they let him die, so... <laughs> And the part where he menacingly chases these kids instead of being like, yo, kids, it's me. It's me, Jake. (laughs) It's me, Jake. (laughs) Remember, we used to hang out at the fire (laughs) station before I died. (laughs) I'm going to tell you I'm a ghost pretty soon anyway. But for now, I'm just going to raise my axe in the air and walk towards you slowly. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? I have another one now that I'm looking at my list of characters, and it's no, Mark you don't. from Tale of the Silent Servant. <laughs> Mark is cool. I did think, eh, maybe Mark's the best. Um, He's just a nice older brother. Well, you know what, Brandon? With what we have to work with, that qualifies him for best. Yeah, you're not wrong. This is also a weak <laughs> season for side characters. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jake. I just like him. If I have to pick someone, it's Jake. All right. But Moving on. I prefer the no answer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite villain from season four? All right. This is a big one. It is. Um, In my opinion, okay. it comes down to four All right. villains. It's your cutter. Yes. It's your virus. Mm-hmm. It's your scarecrow. And it's your grinner. And the British. <laughs> the uh, British. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, the entire British army. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I like those villains, but for hilarity's sake, I'm going to add Sarah Simpson to that list from The Real the Room for Rent. She's not the best not... anything. No, she's not a good psychic and she's not a good person. <laughs> no, she's terrible at everything. So out of the four I listed, I yeah. feel like even though the Scarecrow was actually the scariest to me, it doesn't really do much. It walks. No. And and let's we talked about this during the episode. Is the Scarecrow really evil or is it the person that's controlling the Scarecrow? It's definitely the person. It's it's yeah. Jared. Jared just um, wants to dug out. And, and murder. He wants to murder too. So... Cutter, the virus, and the Grinner are all very over-the-top, like, just scenery-chewing, loving-every-second-of-it kind of villains. Yeah. For the Tale of Cutter's Treasure, you could tell that Charles Dutton was having a blast with this role. Mm-hmm. He was loving it. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if all of his, when he was fighting with Max, or I'm sorry, when he was fighting with Rush, that all of his lines weren't improv because he was just having a good time. And you know what? I think, I think I'm going to deliver an upset here and say that Cutter is the best villain of season four. Wow! In my opinion, I am upset. <laughs> I know the Grinner is iconic, but yeah. he also doesn't really do much. You see the effects of his malevolence, the blue goo coming out of people's mouths, but, I mean, you don't really get much Grinner action, actually. Oh, you know. I see what you're talking about. Because we didn't see him turn... Most of the people in this episode, we didn't see turn into grinning doofuses. Yeah, but even discounting that, like, you don't need to show everything to be effective. He's just kind of silly, which I think is intentional, like we discussed in the episode... I mean, the episode is kind of towing the line between horror and comedy. So, he's he's a bit goofy. And okay. that's alright. Yeah, okay, I understand what you're talking about. I don't know, man. I think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with the British. <laughs> British as the best villains? Collectively, the British are the, the greatest villains. 
<laughs> you yanks, one. you'll just never get over it. <laughs> um, yeah, because the fire ghost, I mean, the fire effects were cool, but like the ghost itself, I mean, it's, it's stupid. He's entirely let down by that final scene of his. Yeah. Please, ghost. Please don't be fire. <laughs> uh, Miss Briar and the Hunter, they were cool, but they were a little disconjointed. No, they weren't. They were not cool. And I if like we were Ms. discussing Briar. the worst villain, I think the Hunter wins that category. All right. That Hunter head is the watcher of this season. E- easily, yes. Just what the hell are you? Why are you here? You did nothing, and then you died. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Brandon? Um, going back to the Ghastly Grinner and the virus, aren't they both a little bit similar? They are. In terms of, like, laughing and making jokes and stuff? Yeah. And, you know what? I, I like them both. Uh, like, video games and comic books are some of my favorite things, and... The virus and the Grinner brought that to life on screen, and it was cool. All right. I agree with you. And, you know, just like I said to, I don't know, even the playing field, I think that the Grinner and the virus are similar enough to where Cutter takes the cake. Takes the cake cakes. Yeah, Cutter wins. Damn it. I didn't think anything from Cutter's treasure was going to win anything, but... (laughs) I think we can be in agreement. So Cutter wins favorite villain, and the Hunter is the least favorite. Yes. So, moving on. Ooh, who has the highest body count? I think it's pretty easy to say that it's Miss Briar and the Hunter. You think? Well. That librarian. Oh. How many kids' souls did she suck up into that library? Those dusty ghost kids died. Yeah. They're fucking dead. Um, I, you could argue that the fire ghost might have a high body count too, if it encompasses like more than just the fire that Jake died yeah. in. Yeah, is there a ghost for every fire that exists? Right, or does it just a culmination of all fires into one ghost? If you have a menorah, is that just like so many fucking ghosts? <laughs> um, hmm, a question that we'll never know the answer to. I think. <laughs> Well, we need to extend this into a motion picture. You know what, Brandon? I bet you that the highest body count comes from the British. (laughs) I mean, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what it is, but I think it might be the British. (laughs) Yeah, the British win. (laughs) Oh, what was the scariest moment? For season four. Hmm. One that really stands out for me is about the second half of The Tale of the Quiet Librarian. It turns into a straight horror movie. Yeah, that would be pretty spooky. I I thought the the silent servant was scary looking. Oh, yeah, right? They did a great job with that one. That face with the leathery... Ugh. In real life, if I actually saw that thing, I would be <laughs> very scared. Yeah, I could say the same thing about the water demons, I think, though. Just wet, sloppy zombies. I'd be like, no, I don't want to be wet. Don't touch me. That's true. I guess I would say the thing, same thing about most of the things. Yeah. Like, in the show, Captain William wasn't very scary. But in real life, if I saw a dirty man in the woods, I'd be like, oh, God, yeah. get away. Me too. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? Get out of here. <laughs> I'd be like, go on, get. <laughs> Just like Cap. <laughs> yeah, I think those are probably the top two for me. Um, maybe when the renegade virus is about to insert his poor, <laughs> insert his floppy. That's just filthy. <laughs> Let's move on. Please. Oh, one of my favorites. The most useless adult. Wow. Um... I think that Tim and Hank's mom from the Tale of Train Magic is the most useless adult. She doesn't even show up in there, and they don't have a dad. I mean, so many absent parents. How many parents even interacted with their children in this season? We had 
the mm. parents in Ghastly Grinner and yep. Fire Ghost. Oh, like the Renegade Virus. Um, Silent Servant. Yeah, we had a dad in that. Water Demons. There was the dad. Okay, I guess there was more <laughs> than I thought. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> Uh, you know, Brandon, I think that this one's probably going to go to Jake for me. That's I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, with most of the I adults, like they weren't there, but at least they weren't <laughs> fucking things up. Remember that one time when Roxy blasted the ghost for literally two seconds and he was like, my goodness, I've never seen so much good firefighting coming out of one little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the ghost was like, "Yeah, I'm not dead." <laughs> God, Jake, you're the worst firefighter. Is that how he, he fought is. fires? No wonder he goddamn died. <laughs> he just went into <laughs> the building like, good. Uh, "Job's done, everybody." Oh God! <laughs> Turns out you can't silly string a fire. Oh. Yeah, I have to go with Jake for my most useless adult. And I don't think there's any question that there's nobody more useless. <laughs> no, that is his defining characteristic. What do you think was the coolest special effects from the season? Hmm. We didn't really have any defining moments like we had from like Midnight Madness this season. Not, not a lot of standouts like that. One of the ones that I liked a lot was when, was in the Tale of Train Magic when the ghost train warp drived away from from Tim sitting behind the barrel. Yeah. I liked that. Um, another one that was great was the sausage exploding in the Ghastly Grinner. That was, that was pretty cool. And that's just one of the best scenes in general. <laughs> I was going to say in Cutter's Treasure when people would just transform into Mr. Noise, but... Um, that's just because yeah. I can't think of anything else. No, that one was pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, we don't have much to go from this season. Well, Brandon, do you have a favorite line from this season? Yes. Is it cakes? cakes? No, that is my least favorite line. And it's repeated <laughs> like 80 times. Uh, okay, well, what's your favorite? My favorite line of season four is... You We've have excellent, excellent moves, moves on, on the, the court, court dude. dude. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. I loved that from Closet Keepers. I, I also, also loved... really loved... Go ahead. I'm getting it dug out. That was what I was going to say. That <laughs> was so funny. I'm getting it dug out. How fucking <laughs> entitled is he? It's not even his property. <laughs> That's the best Or part. his wood. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing of his is. But he deserves it in his mind. He's getting it, man. He, he, he did get that dugout, too, for a no, minute. I mean, he did. Until Uncle Pete probably dismantled that shit. Well, he doesn't need a dugout on his farm. No, there's not even enough people to play with a dugout. <laughs> Everybody would have to play baseball. Oh, my God. Um, There's a lot from Renegade Virus, I think. You know, Einstein, and when they're doing the math, I can't even remember it, but <laughs> it's how standout it was. <laughs> um, oh, Welcome Aboard from Cutter's Treasure is pretty good. Oh, Brandon, Fire Ghost, please, sir, not fire... I don't I think liked, I'll ever forget that. <laughs> I liked discussing that with you, but actually watching it, I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Whatever you want, fire ghost. Just please don't be a fire ghost. <laughs> you can kill us any way you please. Just please, god, no. Not fire. Here's the axe. Chop us into pieces. <laughs> Jake will do it. Just please don't do fire. Ah, <laughs> oh, what's next here? For season four, I think we should rank the Midnight Society members next. All right. From lowest to highest. Okay. I think I know who the <laughs> the worst member is. I think the worst member is Frank. Yes, agreed. 
is that four years running now? <laughs> or did he manage no, to get Eric ahead of was Tucker? Oh, oh Shit, God. No. I forgot about No, no, him. Eric was number two in season one. <laughs> Frank oh, okay. was the lowest. <laughs> I think he's consistently been the lowest. Yeah. Uh, he told one story this season other than half Cutter's treasure. And the one story he told on his own wasn't the best. And the right. story he told in collaboration wasn't the best. <laughs> and the angle of him still just hitting on Sam, who's completely uninterested except for when she totally is, is just, <laughs> it just goes nowhere. It was pretty baller when he shined the light in her face and was like, choo-choo, got train <laughs> noises. Yeah. That's probably as good as Frank gets. Agreed. Frank is the lowest this season. Who do you think is next? All right. This might be a bit surprising for you, but I think the next lowest is Sam. Yeah. Actually, I agree with you. She last season told pretty much the best stories of the yeah. season. And this season, <laughs> she pretty much told the worst stories of the season. <laughs> yeah. She told two stories, and spoilers, they're both going to rank low. <laughs> yes. And also, she lost Kiki's sweater, so... Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then that one part where... Okay, this might be like a, a point towards her, but when... In Closet Keepers, when Tucker just hopped on her back like a monkey... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's points for Tucker. <laughs> Okay, I totally agree with you. Third from the worst is going to be probably Tucker, I think, right? Yeah, it's Tucker. Tucker 2.0, he's getting better. Yeah, he he's really is. He's less of a little shit. He told two stories this season as well. And one I liked, and one was okay. Yep, I feel the same way. Okay, so we have Gary, Betty Ann, and Kiki. And I think that next would be Kiki. Yeah, I think the top three are, well, well I don't know. let's just talk about Kiki. Kiki also told two stories. They were pretty even this season. She told Quiet Librarian and Closet Keepers, and they both were, they were good. Those episodes are both good. Yeah. They're not the best episodes of the season, perhaps, but they're not Sam's stories. Yeah, I think she's at a good place. I think she's a little... She's, like, where she normally is. You know, right in the middle. Yeah. Um, Number one is going to be Betty Ann. <laughs> Our rankings don't change that much. <laughs> no, it's pretty much Betty Ann, then Gary, then Kiki or so, and the rest. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's pretty much just who was the most shit this season. Yeah. And it's almost always Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Gary, he told Carter's Treasure, and then he told Renegade Virus, which was great, and then he told um, Unfinished Painting, which was a good story. Yeah. But Carter's Treasure kind of knocked him down for me a little bit, and I don't understand where his story's going with Sam. It doesn't make sense to me. Nobody does. It's a non-story. He likes her, and she maybe likes him, but also sometimes seems into Frank, but also sometimes <laughs> seems like maybe she just, you know, doesn't need anybody. Right. Doesn't and also Gary sometimes just an asshole to her, <laughs> which I don't <laughs> understand. Really room for rat. I loved it. Like, oh, good another fucking five minutes. Jesus. Hurry the Christmas. fuck up. God. Your grandma's <laughs> got forever. Just tell us my story. <laughs> And then you got Betty Ann, and she is just always the best. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for none yeah. of you people out there that don't think Betty Ann's the best. She told two stories, Silent Servant, Ghastly Grinner, both some of the best. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I think we got a little less Betty Ann this season than usual, though. Yeah, she was missing or didn't really chime in. In a lot of situations, other than to be kind of the one to mediate. She did stop the whole sweater debacle. Only a Betty Ann could do that. Exactly. And that's why she will 
probably always just be the best. So spoilers for season five. I'm sure she's going to be the best. And season six and seven. <laughs> <laughs> and in the reboot. Um, So I think we should get on to the creme de la creme ranking the episodes. So we're going to rank these from 12 to one because we're counting Trudger's treasure as one episode. Number 12, Brandon. <laughs> I'm going to say... I think we're going to agree on this one pretty easily. It's Room for Rent. Yeah, totally Room for Rent. What a boring episode. No kid Ugh. cares about some old people's love triangle. No, nobody cares about that. I don't even care. Not even the people in the love triangle. Just uninterested. <laughs> yes. Room for Rent. Number 12. No doubt about it. Number 11. Long ago, lock it. Yep, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Double Sammy. Yeah, she was on top once, not anymore. Long Ago Locket is pretty boring. Which is a shame, because Will Friedle is great. Oh, yeah. He did, a, he did a good job with what he was given. But he wasn't given a lot, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't... Not that they have to be scary, but there's nothing scary about that episode. There was nothing interesting about that episode. The characters were shallow and boring. Jimmy was weird, honestly. Yeah, I would want nothing to do with him. Moving on. Number 10. I'm I'm thinking that we can agree on this. It's the Tale of Train Magic. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, all these ones just don't have a lot going on. Train Magic, yeah. I don't know. I There's something about the episode that makes me want to like it more than I do. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't care about trains. Apparently, I care about trains more than airplanes, but... <laughs> I I don't know. I think I want to feel about trains the way some people do, but I just don't. That's kind of weird, Brandon. It is weird. There's something about that train magic. You have this regret of not enjoying trains as a child, and I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know. Yeah, the story was... It could have been a lot more. Um, if it would have just been reworked, if they would have tapped into that emotional thing of... Tim and Hank's father died and they would have worked on that instead of just this random 80 year old ghost like give us their dad he died in a train wreck let's save him uh, that's a yeah that's a time travel you know to raise the stakes yeah that's a locker 22 situation of saving somebody in the past and they live in the future and, and they live in the present that I can get behind it doesn't change anything and it's just good so do that he, his dad died in a train crash he found some train magic to save him. <laughs> Instead of some evil train magic, it's good. <laughs> Raise the stakes. That's all I'm asking. Alright, number nine. Cutter's Treasure. Yep, that's what I was going for. Agreed. Fantastic villain. Boring yeah. episode. Yeah, it sucks too because I really like Dominic Zamprogna. He was awesome in Tale of the Full Moon back in season two. And yep. he was a little less awesome in this episode, but I still really like him. Yeah, nothing against the actor. It's just this episode was two parts. It didn't need to be two parts. The first part really didn't do anything. And the action in the second part, I mean, the dagger pooped out a a, a light ball that hit Mr. Noise and vaporized him. I mean, that's not that great. I want to see stabbings. Yeah, that would have been way better. Vink and More Sardo stabbing. didn't add anything to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Sardo and Vink both could have been eliminated from the story, and it wouldn't have impacted it a great deal. Mm -hmm. Okay, next up, it's kind of difficult for me here, because I think that the Tale of the Fire Ghost and the Tale of the Closet Keepers, which one do you think is better than the other? I'm going to say both of these episodes I had kind of side by side in my head as well. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say in Closet Keeper's favor, I liked the main character, whereas in Fire Ghost, I didn't really care about either Jimmy or Roxy a great deal. Mm -hmm. The Keeper as a villain isn't great. No, it's just a dude. <laughs> yeah. The Fire Ghost probably wins out in that regard. The, the setting, setting of the Fire Ghost was much better, in my opinion. I think so as well. Like I said, something spooky about an abandoned fire house, whereas in Keepers, man, 
that set of the like main hull of the alien craft or whatever the hell that thing is with the veiny pink yes elevator uh looked like absolute dog shit yeah it was very i don't know, uninteresting unimaginative it was boring so even though i liked watching the adventures of stacy more yeah. than what was going on with jimmy and roxy I probably liked mm-hmm. Fire Ghost as an episode overall more. Yep, me too. So I'd say Closet Keepers and then Fire Ghost. Yep. Okay, we got six episodes left. Next up, I think, is probably Unfinished Painting. Well, maybe Quiet Librarian. I was thinking Quiet Librarian. Yeah, Quiet Librarian. I think it could have been like one of the it top is three episodes. Half of a good episode. Right. The first half of the build up to it. It's boring. It's pretty boring. Nothing happens. I mean, yeah, kids get stolen or whatever, but with Jason Laurie, nothing happens with them until they go back to the the library when it's closed. And then still, even then, when they open up the doors, when the episode really starts. Yeah. There's a lot of good moments and scenes of Quiet Librarian, but they're all in one part of the episode. And really, I just can't get over... That scene where the police officer is like, oh, is this your notebook? Oh, my God. Does right? any does this belong to any of you? That was, that was incredible. God damn it. People are dead. <laughs> A woman's been turned to powder. <laughs> that officer is like, uh, don't worry, guys. I'll figure out the mystery of this notebook. There's missing children and they're like, notebook here. <laughs> Looks like it's got notes for uh, some sort of project for school. They're important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On top of that, Jace's acting, not good. No. Exceptionally not good. (laughs) (laughs) Until he was silent. (laughs) Alright, I agree. And then I would say probably unfinished painting. Yeah, unfinished painting is really elevated by Jewel State. If Jewel State wasn't in it, it would probably be a lot less. Yeah, if you put Jesse from Room for Rent into that oh. role, this would be below Room for Rent. <laughs> no, that's not true. Room for Rent's the worst. Um, right, right. <laughs> the The story of the painting and the being sucked into paintings and stuff, which wasn't really explored that much. She went inside the the dancing scene for like, 10 seconds i mean that could have been a whole episode by itself just getting sucked into different paintings but the idea of the episode is cool right um that hunter is just a weak-ass villain yeah this episode had a lot of stuff that wasn't really explained in fact during the episode you know jenna popped out of that painting she's like what was that and the cody's just like i guess we'll never know (laughs) so some of the stuff wasn't explained very well but you know what i talked to uh, one of our fans, James, and he had a great excuse, I guess you could say, for this episode. And the fact that Gary's coming up with this shit right on the fly. He, he didn't come to the Midnight Society prepared with Tale of the Unfinished Painting. You know, he got inspiration from Tucker being a little shit. And mm-hmm. so the finer details of the episode don't really, like, there's a reason why it's not explained. And that's just because Gary was just winging it. So it was an unfinished story. Yeah. Yes, Keith. Wow. It was. So you're saying (laughs) that it was thematically consistent with the narrative. Exactly. And I really liked that. Like, I wish I would have thought of it, but I didn't. (laughs) All right. Okay, so top four. We got Renegade Virus, Water Demons, Silent Servant, Ghastly Grinner left. These are some decent apps. Yeah. I don't know if yours is going to be different from mine, but I'm going to put Silent Servant at number four. It's going to be very different. (laughs) Would you put Gasleek Renner at number four? I think I would. Oh my goodness. I'm going to hold firm and say Silent Servant for number four for me. But let's talk about Gasleek Renner first, just to humor you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh. Um, Hooper Pickle. Gasleek Renner has... Two things going for it, really. It has Hooper Piccolero. Yep. And an exploding hot dog. 
Yeah, the exploding hot dog was amazing. Um, I think it also has the mom. I mean, I'm going to add a third waffles. thing. Pizza waffles. <laughs> exactly. Which I still need to make. Me too. It's hard to get waffles here. When, uh, what? It's hard to get waffles here. It's just like pancake batter. Frozen ones. Oh. oh You'd okay. have to make your own. I ain't got a waffle iron. Yeah, I don't I don't have a waffle iron either. Next when I do make them though, I'm gonna be like, Brandon, I make a pizza waffles. You want one? <laughs> yes, I do. Well, you can't because I'm not shipping them to Australia. That was when pizza's <laughs> on a waffle, you can eat pizza, never. This is an episode where the supporting cast is like not not that I didn't like Ethan, but the supporting cast is better than Ethan. <laughs> better than the main character. Yeah. Uh pretty much just Hooper Picolero. <laughs> yeah, she's the best. I love her. The uh comic book what is that chick's name? Frankie. The one maybe? who runs the shops and says, Hey cakes, how's it cake and cakes or whatever? She yeah, sucked. Debbie's. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> She had a very Belinda quality, though. She did. Like Belinda from Tale of the Bookish Babysitter. But I liked Belinda. Yeah, I did, too. She was one of my Probably favorites. because she didn't fucking say cakes all the time. Whatever, cakes. Ugh. Okay, so what would you, what's your number three? My number three would probably be Water Demons. Okay. So yours would be Water Demons, Silent Servant, Renegade Virus? Nope. So your top three is going to be Silent Servant, then Renegade Virus, then Water Demons? Yeah, that's my top three. Wow. Okay. Why is Silent Servant your number one? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> is it the beans? Like, <laughs> I like the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow's really cool, yeah. I told you when we watched that episode, or when we discussed that episode... <laughs> I said I really liked it, and you were like, really? It's just so, it's so campy. I'm getting that dugout. Yeah, it is. It's, it's goofy in a way that I just really dig. It was goofy, and yeah, I, you know, sometimes I try to make a, (laughs) a reasoning to agree with you, but... My top list for the season is going to be a little different than yours, sorry. Yeah, I could tell when you put Silent Servant at number four. <laughs> I just think that Water Demons, Renegade Virus, and uh, Ghastly Grinner are just like more memorable and classic. The Tale of the Silent Servant, for me, was this season's Whispering Walls. Really good, but kind of forgettable. I hear you. Like I said, I don't know... <laughs> Why it's my favorite of the season. Uh-huh. It's okay. But also, if I'm being honest, like, none of these episodes in this season stand up to my favorites from the other seasons. Silent Servant's good. Yeah. Right. But I wouldn't put Silent Servant above a Midnight Madness or a Dream Girl. No, I wouldn't either. I think that's why people think that season four has decent highs and then really low lows. Is that there's not really anything super memorable from season four. Other than Ghastly Grinner, which people seem to love. Except for the Ghastly Grinner, yeah. Which is just okay. (laughs) But, like, for me, the Tale of the Water Demons, that's something that I grew up watching. So I think there's some sentimental, you know, zombie. (laughs) And you really love zombies. Yeah. I think this was, like, the first start of me enjoying zombies. I kind of didn't even know zombies were a thing until I met you. And we watched Dawn of the Dead, and I was like 11 or 12, and I was like, huh, zombies are cool. Yeah, I love zombies. I think mine really first started with Resident Evil, the game, not the movie. But that was, I mean, this is arguably my first zombie, and whether I thought of it as a zombie at the time or not, it's always something that kind of stuck with me, you know, sloppy slow-moving people that will do nothing but get you. So, I don't want to say it's my number one, because I really like Renegade Virus and the themes and the makeup and the the, <laughs> the ridiculousness of it. Going up the banister, yes, yes. Yeah, that was just amazing. 
It's a great episode. Yeah, I think I think it's my favorite episode of the season. That's an episode that I could go back to. It's like the pinball wizard. You can just go yeah, back to it and have fun. It's definitely that same vibe. So I think mine are Renegade Virus 1, Water Demons 2, Ghastly Grinner 3, and then Silent Servant 4. I can respect that. <laughs> awesome. That's our rankings of all 12 episodes. Boom. We're done. Brandon, are you ready to get into season five next week? I cannot wait. Do you think that there's going to be any changes to the Midnight Society for season five? Yes. What do you I think is going to happen? Kiki is kicked out. <laughs> for being late every week? <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. Do you really think Kiki's going to get kicked out? Uh, sure. Why not? Okay. So you think we're going to get a replacement character in season five? Yes. Their name's going to be something like Kiki, but not. (laughs) All right. So um, season five, episode one. Do you want to know what it's going to be called? The Tale of the Phantom Bus. Nope. It's the Tale of the Dead Man's Float. Hmm. I feel like I've heard of this one. Um, you know what? I'm just going to tell you, Brandon, this is my favorite episode. Oh, damn. Setting expectations sky high. I didn't want to. I've been waiting over a year to watch this episode again. (laughs) I've been waiting over a year for you to experience this episode. Okay. Yeah. There's things about this episode. Well, I don't want to tell you that as much. I don't want to give anything too much away, but it's my favorite episode. So, there. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to to it. But what do you think it's going to be about? I think Dead Man's Float. This sounds like a Jason Voorhees situation. Uh, okay. Summer camp, person drowns, mm-hmm. comes back and murders everyone while they try to get laid. Okay, yeah. In the kids' show. (laughs) Yeah, the kid equivalent of that. I'm going to be funny here. I think it's going to be an ice cream social. (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. I know. Dead man's float. Like, oh, I'll take a rip of your dead man's float. Thank you. I'll take an egg cream. Thanks. (laughs) Gross. (sighs) We start up season five, Brandon. The last of the original run of the show. It's crazy. I know. I can't wait. So I'm not going to. I'm getting out of here, Brandon. I'm done. You've been up all night. I've been up all night. I'm going back to sleep. I'll see you next week, Brandon, when we start season five. All right. I will see you all then. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.